Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. What a wild night in postseason baseball. Guys, we have a winner in the National League Championship Series. The Nationals taking down the Cardinals, break out the broomsticks. They complete the sweep, uh, taking down the Cardinals 7-4. Uh, they scored seven runs in the first inning. I think we've seen that before, maybe from a St. Louis team in the postseason, hey, I believe. Uh, with little, no home runs. Yeah, a little irony uh, in this right now. The Washington completes, completes the sweep of St. Louis. They head to the World Series for the first time in 86 years. Tri- trivia question. Do you guys know when the last time a Washington baseball team has made it to the World Series? The Senators. 1925 against the Giants. Yes, that's the last time they won. Last time they were in it, 1933, the they fell to the... Uh, New York Giants in 1930. There you go. Joe, how's that banana? It's good. Good. Hey, lobsters got to eat some some potassium, too. You know what I'm saying? It's Exactly. Part of their diet. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, Nationals pitcher Patrick Corbin went five innings, allowing four earned runs, 12 strikeouts, and walking three batters. So the Nationals await their World Series opponent. Waiting for the Nash, uh, the excuse me, the American League Championship Series to end as the Astros take down the Yankees four to one. Garrett Cole gave us another great performance. He held the Yankees scoreless, going seven innings, zero earned runs, seven strikeouts, and five walks. Jose Altuve and Josh Reddick also homered in the win. Houston's up two to one in the series, as you mentioned before the break, Joe. Game four is tonight at eight o'clock on FS1, but. I don't know. There's a lot of rain expected here in New York. I don't think they're going to get this uh, this first pitch off. Uh, so we'll probably get a pushback in Game Four as the Nationals get an extra day's rest. Uh, in my opinion, that's not very fair. But hey, that's how the scheduling works in the postseason. Uh, so Yankees will hopefully uh, bounce back and tie the series in the Bronx. Switching to the NFL, guys, Jaguars finally trade Jalen Ramsey. He's going to Los Angeles to play for the Rams. Jalen Ramsey. Get it? Because. Because Rams. All right, I digress. Uh, Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville got a 2020 and a 2021 first round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick for Jalen Ramsey. He fills the holes left by Aqib Tlaib going to the IR and Marcus Peters also being traded to Baltimore for linebacker Kenny Young and a fifth round pick in 2020. So uh, this is hopefully boosts the uh, Rams defense because, you know, their offense really can't produce anything. Jared Goff, the bus driver, as he's been called many times. Uh, can't really get much of an offense going, so hopefully this boosts the defense over in L.A. and get the Rams back on track. Uh, you guys mentioned it a little earlier. Tennessee Titans have named Ryan Tannehill the starter over the second overall pick back in 2012, Marcus Mariota. Tannehill replaced Mariota in the third quarter versus Denver uh, this past Sunday. He finished with 13 completions and 144 yards. He gave him a chance. He gave him a fighting chance, but an interception in the red zone uh, and a turnover on downs did not bode well for Tannehill, but he still gets the start here. Mariota in 2009, here are his stats right now so far. Marcus Mariota, 31 and a half QBR, a 59.1 completion percentage, and only 1,179 yards on the season. And you mentioned it before, Dane, as a fantasy aspect, it helps A.J. Brown, it helps uh, Corey Davis. Why exactly? Is, is Tannehill just going to be airing the ball out in this case, or... 
Like, what do we no, expect? No, but you now? mentioned it with Mariota's stats. What was his damn completion percentage? 51, they weren't throwing 59%. the ball. Right, exactly. I think Tannehill is, you know, and Joe would know this more than I because from his time as Miami, I at least Tannehill has the ability to stand and deliver from the pocket in a better way. So I think, you know, the passing game will be better. All right, we'll see what happens with Tannehill. I mean, I mean Joe, feel free to disagree with me, but I think he's a better pure pocket passer than what we've seen out of Mariota for the last four years. Yeah, that's, and that's the problem with both of these guys is that it, they'll go two or three games where you're like, you're going to win the Super Bowl with this sure. guy. And then they come back two or three games and you're like, I don't know who these quarterbacks are. I mean, he's he's going to look really, really good again. And and Miami fans will tell you, don't, don't be fooled, man. Do not be fooled. He's coming back down to earth. All right. All yep. right. So only expecting a couple, a couple good showings from <laughs> like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's exactly. Yep. <laughs> he'll get a good game and then he'll trash the next yep. game and then he'll get another one and so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll so we'll keep an eye on a Tennessee and see how Tannehill plays with the Titans. Guys, Michael Bennett, get this, has been suspended by the Patriots for one week for a conduct detri- detrimental to the team. Uh, he most likely will miss the game versus the Jets. Now this suspension is due to a philosophical disagreement. With Patriots defensive line coach Brett Balema. Uh, even without Bennett, uh, the Patriots are still 10-point favorites heading into MetLife Stadium. So we're really not expecting much of an impact uh, for Monday Night Football, I guess, without Michael Bennett and his philosophical views, I guess, disagreeing with the Patriots. I mean, hey. I, no, I'm shocked, for one, because he is such a uh, very down-to-earth kind of guy who sure. uh, really doesn't rub people the wrong way at all. I'm shocked. Yeah, interesting to see him getting the, you know, I guess, spiritual disagreement with the Patriots because... Who knows what the heck? Uh, the yeah, he told Brett Bielema, kiss my, yeah, he basically told Bielema, go, uh, go F yourself. <laughs> is what he told reason, him. I can't wait for when the books come out about this era of Oh, this is going to be great. Uh, guys, I have, I have to mention it because I'm so excited personally. The XFL draft is continuing today, but some notable names that have got drafted. Landry Jones going to Dallas Renegades. Matt McGloin, the New York Guardians. Cardell Jones. The DC Defenders. Cameron uh, Sardis Payne going to Dallas. Christine Michael going to the St. Louis Black Battlehawks. I got. I like a lot of these names. I'm really excited. Have they announced the uh, Miami Dolphins joining the league yet? We'll yeah, see what happens. <laughs> You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain. You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Final hour here. Make it rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Yeah, a whole lot of interesting uh, NFL uh, news and notes here over the last uh, 24 hours. There seems to be a lot of chatter also as the trade deadline approaches. Of course, we learned that Jalen Ramsey on his way to the Rams and uh, Marcus Peters on his way to Baltimore. I think, uh, obviously, Baltimore needed some help in the secondary, as did the Rams, but everything comes with a cost. The Rams were willing to pay over that cost in order to be able to get him. We'll see if that works. But there are other teams in need of players, and there is dysfunction, and then there's dysfunction, Dane. And I think we can agree the two biggest dysfunctional teams, the Cleveland Browns and the Washington Redskins, who better to do business before the trade deadline than these two, where now all of a sudden Trent Williams is uh, up for discussion and the disgruntled offensive lineman could very well be on their way to his on his way to the Browns who can definitely use the help on the offensive line. But again, at what cost? 
What are the Browns going to give up to get a offensive lineman that hasn't played all year yet? I don't know, but we know that they have been stockpiling picks for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. So they probably have the assets. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that can use an offensive lineman, an all-pro offensive lineman. So honestly, right. if I'm the Washington football team, I make it known that I've changed my position on Trent Williams. I'm willing to deal him. Send yep. me your best offers, and I'll just yep. take the best offer. Yep, yep. I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be real. Real interesting if they do pull this off, because here we go, Dan. You know what's going to happen here. I don't know. Listen, Trent Williams, I know what he was. I don't know what he is now. It's been over a year since we've seen him. How long is it going to take? But I can promise you there's going to be some value created on every one of those Browns games if that ends up pulling up. And I'm, oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what happens now with, with Ramsey in there from a pricing standpoint. I can't wait to see. We already know the futures right. market adjusted. What are the game markets going to do? Yeah, that's interesting. That's uh, interesting. And is, I, I would care what more if like a actual defending team trades for him, not like Cleveland. Yeah. Like if Houston does it or if Minnesota does it, that would be intriguing to me. Yeah, I think if once a dumpster fire, always a dumpster fire. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to help anybody. He loves company. <laughs> Can't wait to see the prop bets. What that's out going up against Ramsey. That's true. More coming up here. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, so we're uh, taking a look here. Looks like uh, your boy Melvin Gordon has got some uh, ideas as to why maybe the, uh, the the team's running game is struggling a little bit, or at least more importantly, why he's struggling a little bit. And uh, the answer. Give me more carries. I don't have a rhythm yet, Dane. Like, what's going on, man? Like, I need more carries. I don't care what running back you are. He said, you know, I'll get stronger down the line. I need more carries. Give me the ball. Feed me the ball. The hell with this uh, this other running back on it. I need the ball. I would expect probably nothing less from Melvin Gordon here, but uh, that's the reason he doesn't get enough carries, man. Yeah, well, just so you know, my boy is not Melvin Gordon. My boy, if anything, is Austin Eckler. I was on some like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We've talked about the difference. I I was talking about it with Gabe, I think, on In Game Live. They showed the difference in the Chargers running game the last couple of weeks. Austin Mm -hmm. Eckler was performing as a top five back in fantasy. And it was was moving the ball in real football. This isn't just box scores in fantasy. And I said, yes, it would take. We have to now wait for Melvin Gordon to work his way into a rhythm or game shape. At the cost of something that was working. This is right. now blocking Austin Eckler just to, what, let 
Melvin Gordon get up to speed? That's my problem with it, and the Chargers run game has suffered. That's why, Melvin, you needed training camp and the preseason so that this doesn't happen when the Chargers are in the middle of a fight to stay relevant in the wild card playoffs for the AFC. You don't work into this in week six and seven. You work into this in August, like the entire rest of the NFL who has a contract to play for their team. Yep. So true. And it also helps that, uh, you know, it's much easier to run the ball Dan. I think when you're actually playing from ahead. And sure. uh, I think the last couple of weeks, they've been down at least two touchdowns in the first half of both games. So what, what choice did you have but to come out and start slinging the ball around? Yeah. So maybe get off to a better start, stop turning the ball over so much in the first half. And I think all of a sudden that running game will work itself out, but you can't be down 14 points heading into halftime every week and go, you know what we're going to do? Run the ball when you get here into the second half. It's just not, it's not going to, uh, it's, it's not going to work out well. But listen, their schedule, and you had talked about it, it's going to get a hell of a lot harder here come the second half. And the Chargers were a lot of people's dark horse, man. A lot of people thought the Chargers were going to be able to take that kind of next step there in the AFC yep. West. And, you know, don't look now, all of a sudden, I, I'm sorry. I, I trust Oakland more than I trust the Chargers here, Dane. Uh, I don't know that I trust Oakland more than the Chargers, but they have a better record than the Chargers. So what can I say? You know, I still I still believe, Joe, that this is one of the most talented rosters in all of football. I really do. But. Mm. They lost an all-pro safety in Derwin James. They had a Pro Bowl running back trying to work his way into shape in mid-October. They didn't have a great tight end for the first six weeks of the season. Like, they're, they're snake bit in the kicking game all the time. These things continue to happen for the Chargers. And it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know what? I think Anthony Lynn is a fine coach. I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's a problem. And that roster is still good. Yeah, it, it is a real good. And they've had a couple of, let's face it, unfortunate injuries shall we say yeah. here it's not it's it, it, some key pieces i think that defense of course should have been Derwin yeah the James. line it, it just tough i mean some really really tough uh some tough breaks there but let, to your point there's still you know you got keenan allen on the outside you got mike williams you know you got gordon and eckler like you've got and you got Enter hunter henry back end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason in the world that people shouldn't be looking at this uh, this team and Melvin going. Melvin Ingram also. There are other pass Melvin Ingram, recently. Exactly. Like you, you can't know, like, be in a situation where you're going into the halftime down two touchdowns. Like there's no excuse for that. Zero excuse for that. Now and also, they don't. Joe, I'm sorry. One other thing with the Chargers that we joke about and stuff. They have the they have the least home field advantage in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. And that they you know, do. That, that's they a do. factor also that's outside of the Chargers players control. Now, I'm not trying. It's not excuses. I, you know, they are defecating the mattress. They are. But, you know, when you literally have terrible towels waving, you literally have to go to the silent count in your home stadium. It's an right. issue. Yeah, no, it is. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a big issue. And that division tomorrow night is going to be front and center as the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Denver Broncos are going to get ready to do battle here, Dane. And this is going to be a lot of fun to watch unfold because I can tell you right now, the line movement throughout the week, reading the markets, there's a lot of 
professional money, a lot of big money that's heading towards the Denver Broncos here. I mean, this game has been Kansas City. They've got issues. We know that they're reeling. They've lost back to back. I think that ankle injury of Patrick Mahomes is way more of an issue than people want to consider. The mobility, once he becomes less mobile, he becomes a much more average quarterback. Uh, And by the way, they lost two games at Arrowhead, guys, at Arrowhead, which, of course, the second best record in the AFC belongs now to the Buffalo Bills. And don't ever tell Gabe that. I will not admit to it. But yes, the second best record in the AFC is no longer with the Chiefs. It's with the Buffalo Bills, but the Broncos and the way I, and I think people should be very careful with the Broncos because they look and like, ah, oh, they've only got two. They should have at least one, if not two more wins, Dane, on that resume yeah. there. They are really starting to come together. The offense was always going to be a work in progress, but you give Vic Fangio the kind of talent he has on that defense. They are figuring some things out over there and you've got a suspect line of Kansas City. With a banged-up quarterback, yeah, I can see why the money is coming in. Opened up at minus five, minus five and a half. It's already moved a couple of points here, Dane, towards Denver. I can see why. Yeah, it's now three. It's not even the hook anymore. It's an even wow. three on FanDuel, wow. okay? The Denver Broncos, remember, are now three-point home dogs on Thursday night football. OK, um, we talk about all these trends, but but I digress. The one thing I'll disagree with you, Joe, that you said is, you know, you said uh, what well, compromise Pat Mahomes becomes like an average quarterback. No, I think he's still a good quarterback, but there is a difference, right? He's not like he's mortal now. He goes from MVP video game generational talent to good quarterback. Right? He's still good, but it is a big difference. And and and. The difference to me is that defenses can play Kansas City differently. They don't have to worry about the, oh, my God, jaw-dropping, extend-the-play move from Patty Mahomes. Similar almost to how I say people can play the Rams differently now that they know that Todd Gurley is not his MVP self anymore. You're able to play them differently, force their hand in a different way. Um, And my issue— I'll tell you how I'm going to bet on this game. If you can answer me one question that I know no one will be able to answer. Will Pat Mahomes start hobbling and limping in the first quarter, in the second quarter, the third quarter, or the fourth quarter? Because if the answer is the fourth quarter, I'll take the Chiefs. If the answer Mm. is the first quarter, I'll take Denver. Because that's what we've seen. We've seen it get rolled up on mid-game for the last few weeks and then him start to hobble and grit through it. If that happens early... They're going to come after him. This is why I believe, and I know they won't do it, it's a chance to have him rest one and sit one out. I know they won't do it, but I don't think it's a horrible idea. On the list of things I'd be worried about in this game, uh, that's not one of them because whether his ankle swells up, hurts or not, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference if he's on the sideline, which is exactly where he has spent the majority of these last couple of games because the defense can't get them back out on the field. And that's the biggest problem they have right now. They can't stop the run. Forget about the pass. They can't stop the run. And the reason Denver is where they are right now, the reason they've actually looked a lot better putting points on the board is because they've got a two-headed uh, you know, running back machine there at home. If they can't get off the field, if they're going to chew up clock and win time of possession, which let's face it, that's Denver's game. That's exactly how Kansas City has lost two weeks in a row. Uh, You can't get him into a rhythm, 
And the worst thing about a bum ankle like that is that if you play, at least the blood keeps flowing, it might loosen up a little bit. Right. You keep going on the sideline all day. It's This has got yep. a recipe. Uh, this is a disaster right now. With the can, can they hold on? We'll take a look at this total, too, when we come back. This is an interesting number as well. We'll bust that down. We'll take a look at this college game coming up here as we look to make it rain. Go Troy. Go Troy. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so who wants to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Well, then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. You can get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and of course, you can build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using dailyroto.com, guys, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION and get yourself a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount today. Don't go into the NHL season without it. And remember, dailyroto.com. It is where millionaires are made. And uh, a big shout out. I did not realize, Dan, I want to show you this uh, video here uh, that uh, I didn't realize Bavona was at the Yankee game yesterday. <laughs> but apparently, um, yeah, this, Bavona, I didn't realize. That he, yeah, I didn't realize that. All right, Bavona. Oh, he's out. Very nice. He's out running back to the pit he, of misery. He got, that was it. Bavona, that was impressive. <laughs> Let me see. What we get. Look at look at his movie hits here. Look, yeah. Oh, Duck nice shirt, and I'm out. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, very I'm nice. Out. All right, he's <laughs> out of there. That was impressive. Very nice. And who says the Yankee fans? They had David Ortiz on set, you know, in the back by the bleachers. What? And I was like, uh oh, I wonder if he's gonna be all right. I'm wondering. I'm shocked. Bavona made it here, shirtless and all. You all right, Bavona? Uh, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Let me <laughs> play this I'm right. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, this is you, Bavona. Yeah. And I this is a great move. There. Yeah, it's a great nice move. move it's like, I don't need no stinking good. shirt. I'm too sexy right. for my shirt. Well what done, can I say? I'm slick. Wait, wait. Well done, <laughs> my man. Well done, man. Very impressive. Uh, but, yeah, that was a big problem yesterday, too, right? J- didn't J.J. Redick, after the game, have all sorts of things to say about the uh, the guys in the right field bleachers that they were? Josh, Josh Redder, rather. Uh, not J.J. Yeah, He's using oh, threes he uh, right scary. now. They were yeah, nasty. he was a little upset. Like bottles, oh, he was like, "Oh, you know how many water bottles I saw?" And oh. apparently, souvenir baseballs were being thrown. Um, yeah, welcome to the club, dude. Like, what? What do you think? You're gonna go to the warning track at Yankee Stadium and not hear it? Like, like, what's uh, is, is it? How bad is it? Have you guys ever been in the bleach? Like the whole oh, yeah. those bleacher creatures? Yeah, I used to have season tickets in the right field bleachers, Joe. And what's that um, like out there? Yeah, I mean, it's listen. 
it's a lot more tame than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Okay. The old like, yeah, now it's just like chanting and stuff. Right. It's not that bad. I was there though in the nineties. I was there in the, you know, before in the aughts even. And yeah, right. it got nasty. Okay. If you were wearing an opposing team's hat, that thing was getting set on fire. It just wow. was. Okay, yep. and yes, they would throw stuff, and it's also about the vile. I can't say on this air some of the things that I would reference, okay, mm -hmm. while heckling folks. And the Bleacher Creature is a smart fan. They do their research about the players, okay? Yes. Um, once, this is a long time ago now, Joe, probably late 80s, we were giving it to Mike Greenwell, the former Red Sox wow. outfielder. Oh, and classic. these guys do that Mike Greenwell's little sister had special needs, okay? Was like wow. autistic or something like that. And we're right. going hard into it. But it was even worse. Back in the day, I was talking to a friend of mine who's more of an old timer. He said, you know what they used to throw out of the right field bleachers in the 70s, Joe? I've heard of the balls and batteries and water bottles. You know what they used to throw in the 70s, Joe? What's Darts. that? Darts. Darts. Oh, damn. I'm not joking. Wow. So these things have become more... Uh, more tame. They're okay, a little more Reddit. tame. I think, yeah, exactly. Take it for what it is. You got to chill out there. But otherwise, you get a couple of darts right in the back of the neck. Uh, that can't be. That, uh... that was the 70s, Joe. <laughs> okay, so hey. That was That's the 70s. not a bad way to go. Yeah. yeah, count your lucky uh, stars there that you don't uh, that you weren't used as a dartboard there at Yankee right Stadium. For that guy in the first row in right field when the DD ball is hit. What's the yes. what's the right play to just scream at him to bang on the wall? To I like, thought he was doing know. a pretty good job of that. I thought that yeah, guy did a good job of that. Catch it, right? It's right. not Jeffrey Mayer anymore. Yes. But what could you do? Would you be allowed? And I honestly don't know. Would you be allowed to like try to take Reddick's hat off? I don't know if you touch him. That's probably you uh, touch him, right? yeah. You can't touch that's the right. Yep. Yeah, I think you're done there. But I do okay. think it's interesting that would um, it be worth to get kicked out if you like. I don't know. Would it be worth it? You well, what is out, fan interference you, now, right? Isn't it an automatic out? Isn't that an automatic out? Yeah, fan interference is an out. All right. Right? I think it's now they're saying it's an automatic out. If they reach over into the field of play, it is, right. I think, so right? What they... do you think is the perfect behavior for that fan? To just scream? I would, uh, yeah, you got to yell. You got you to gotta get into to try to make the concentration because that ball wasn't close to the... If he was coming in where he was getting ready to jump, then then it's a free for all. Then it's a yeah. then because then you're just mauling, him, right? <laughs> right. You're no, you're blocking it's him one out. Of those dude. Like in the NFL, have you do offensive yep. pass interference exactly. on the pick play? Right. You have to make it look like exactly. it's not offensive pass interference, right? Yeah. If That's he's looking to do the Lambo leap, like if he's looking right. to, to try to catch the ball, no, no, dude. Like you ain't. You just keep those feet on the ground. Do not try to come up into this area here. You'd be toasted. Okay. But, you know, but you that, the like whole point of that. Adding on the ball, would that be legal? Uh, I think the guy was doing it yesterday. I think yeah. the guy was just hammering the back of the wall. Yeah. But he wasn't close enough. That's the problem. He wasn't close enough to affect him. But yeah. I got to tell you, that's what you're doing all game. When it gets to the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, you've got you've to bash that right fielder to the point, Dane, where he doesn't want to jump. Right into yeah. the run. Like he doesn't right. even, he's just going to let it go, right. man. Like I ain't going, I ain't going up with them crazy bastards. I ain't doing it, yep. man. But how much are those seats, by the way? What's it cost to go to a game now? Uh, our boy Frank Stanfield, uh, you know, on the network, Fantasy BFFs, he was sure. at the game last night. He said he paid 150 for an upper deck seat. For an upper deck seat. Okay. So what do you get there like on a Tuesday night during the season? Can you go in? Is I'd it relatively? Upper deck seat would be like 20, 25 bucks. 
Oh, okay. All right. So it's the playoffs. So that's what's going to happen here. It's going to be interesting to me when they call this game tonight, how it works now. It's got to screw a lot of people up. Anybody that was, uh, you know, trying to work around going to this game tonight. Yeah, it's going to. And I think what they're going to do is just change because there was an off day in there in New York. So they're just pushing it back now. There was okay, so there you go. So now they're just going to push it back. And uh, by the way, Washington, congratulations to the Nationals who are sitting back now, getting to hang out a little bit. It's been in their defense. It has been a don't forget, guys. This was the they had to play the play-in game. They had to go up against another one. Dot like they've had to. This has been a rough stretch for them. And now they they got going to have what six days off before the first game. They'll be able to get their arms rested. Hopefully it doesn't take too much away from, you know, the groove they were in at the plate, because I think that was the most impressive thing, the guys being able to come through in the clutch. What do you think, Dave? Who who do you think is a better matchup for the Nationals? And no matter who it is, should the Nationals be the favorite? No. I I don't think the Nationals are the favorite. No. Okay. I think the Nationals the American League, regardless, will be the favorite? I think the Nats are the dog to either the Yankees or the Houston Astros. And I think that, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, the books would represent that. Um, I would, if I'm Washington, I I, I feel bad saying this as a Yankee fan, but if I'm Washington, I'd rather see the Yankees because to me and Joe, we're being consistent here. What we have said all season long is that the Trump card is the starting rotation, right? Yep. We have said that all season long. And, Joe, you mentioned, like, Washington being hot with the wild card game and all. They had to fight five other teams in the National League to make it to the wild card in September. So they've yep, been playing, in essence, playoff baseball for the better part of a month now. Okay? Yep. But this whole time, Joe, we've been saying starting pitching is what we'll respect and lean to. Right? The That's Nationals correct. have that, and they got through. And when you look at the starting pitching of these two ALCS teams, I, I think the edge you would have to give to the Houston Astros. The bullpen is probably the Yankees. Although maybe that's getting a little bit compromised as well these days. But yep. I, I, I think the leading indicator here is Cole, Verlander, Grinky. Yeah, it's going to be um, – it'll be interesting to see because I do think they've – I think oddsmakers are going to look at that rotation here. And let's – the one thing we know in these playoffs, and forget about the juice ball and everything else we talked about, pitching is dominating. And yeah. do, outside of, okay, Verlander and Cole – most dominant pitching staff is Washington. So why would, I mean, the bullpen is an issue, but it it's, this is a team that I, either one of these teams, Yankees or Astros going up against the Washington nationals. I, I don't see there being, I don't see it being minus 150 and plus one third. Like, I think this is going to be pretty dead even as far as these, uh, these matchups go, because what the hell does the regular season? And this is another thing to remember next year. What exactly does winning 108 games during the season mean right about now to anybody? I mean, congratulations, Dodgers. You won 106 games. In the playoffs, it truly is a different animal, Dane. It's a completely different It's a completely different animal. And having the horses is apparently what it takes, you know, with a couple of timely hits in order to be able to advance. 
Absolutely. It's a different game. We've talked about yeah. it. We said the unders will come and play. And Joe, in the trading deadline for the Yankees, I said the only thing they need is a starter who would be a value add over Tanaka. That's exactly right. what I said in July. You know, yeah. and that we didn't need an innings eater for the regular season. I need a guy that I can run out there tomorrow and have faith can match up against Verlander or Cole or Grinky. That was the mm-hmm. only thing we needed. And what I said, if you look right now, Joe, on fan. Duel at the ML at the World Series futures odds right now to answer your question. Yeah, the Nationals would not be favored. Um, no, because right now the Houston Astros are still the favorites to win the World Series. The Astros right now are plus 105. So basically even money right and now. What, the Nationals the are plus 145 right now, but they're in it already. Right. And the yeah. Yankees are plus 500. Still got some value with the Yanks then, huh? Five to one. Yeah, if you believe they can come back here, you got them five, five to, to one, one right now. Oh, it ain't three one. I mean, hell, they got the guy that they've already uh, that they want on the mound We're in this on situation. Pace home field and home field right now. They win this one two two. Then all right, can they win another one at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, I, I would. Do they have to win the next two? Is that? I think so. It'd be real hard to win six and seven. In Houston against Berlander. I want to know what your thought and what you're hearing uh, about Stanton. I cannot wait to hear what the vibe and what the rumors are on Stanton here because a lot of head scratching going on in the rest of the country here. We'll talk about that coming up here. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. just a small town girl isn't he after all all right so welcome in here looks doesn't look like we're gonna have any baseball tonight but we will have a uh, college football game a little sunbelt action get ready to take center stage south alabama at troy a couple of things that uh, you need to know about this game south alabama is uh in the midst of a four-game losing streak they just lost 20 to 17 in overtime no less to uh georgia southern uh troy also not very good they've dropped two in a row they got smashed last week, 41 to 10. They were a 20 half, 24 and a half point underdog to Missouri and still lost. And Missouri covered. Uh, but South Alabama is one and five. Troy is two and three. And both defenses, Dane, allow around 30 points a game. The difference is South Alabama only averages about 17 points a game, while Troy averages 35 points okay. a game. And so right now you've got Troy as a 14 and a half point. Uh, home favorite, and it's interesting because it hasn't moved up. It's moved up in some places like a half a point to 15. Is FanDuel showing it around 15? Uh, I'll bring it up right now for you. I had those yeah. futures odds for Major League Baseball. The up, problem is, though, that Troy, because they got the better record, is getting about two-thirds of the bets here uh, for this game tonight, but it's not. and a half. All right, so it's not nearly moving as much as I thought it would be, so there's got to be – there's some people backing, obviously, South Alabama. 
I would definitely, and look at this, guys. Keep this in mind here. South Alabama tonight is the road dog, right? Well, in the Sun Belt, and on Wednesday nights, it's kind of ridiculous, man. The road dogs have covered nearly 60% of the time since 2005 in the Sun Belt in these midweek games. So you're getting nationally televised, right? It's the only game. There's going to be a lot of money coming into this. But just keep in mind, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, not only has the dog been profitable, but so has the under, Dane. The unders have gone 102 and 81 since 2005. So how is it still around 55, 55 and a half? 55 on the number. There you go, guys. That's uh, that's pretty damn impressive here. While midweek, obviously short week, not a whole lot of time for teams to be able to put it together. Dame, same thing like a Thursday night football game in the NFL. Yeah. Same thing with college kids. So they're not going to be as fine-tuned. And the under aspect of tonight's game, I love, and that's where I'm going with this play tonight, is I do love the under. You got two defenses don't play really well, but the offenses, they're not going to be in the best of, uh, you know, the best of shape here because they haven't had enough time to prep. So I'll right. take the under tonight, Dane, at 55 and a half. And seeing how there's not going to be anything else on, this should be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, sure. Well, don't forget, us degenerates can bet on anything, That's including correct. reality TV. Mm-hmm. So I got early leans on Survivor that I got to oh, get through. I got to do my good cap point. and my research yes. on that as yep. well. Good and Joe, point. let me ask you if you apply this, though, to other midweek games, right? You talk about South Alabama and Troy. Tomorrow yes. on the board, mm-hmm. I see UL, uh, Louisiana Lafayette and Arkansas State with a 67 total. Yes. I see UCLA yes. and Stanford with a 53 total. And to be quite honest, the one I am most confused about is the NFL game tomorrow, Joe. Denver with a, you know, pedestrian game-managing offense, right, but with a good defense against Mm -hmm. what we think is a compromised Patty Mahomes on Thursday night football. Joe, I'm staring at 49. That feels high to me. Yep, I'm with you, man. Uh, That was – it's a bit of a head-scratcher when you think about it, guys. Midweek on the road. Now, the one interesting thing about Kansas City – is that they average more points on the road than they do at home, which is very strange. It's always been that way under Andy Reid here, especially with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they're better on the road. But again, the problems that ail this Kansas City is not the ability to be able to put up points. The problem is they can't keep the offense. They can't get them on the field enough to be able to put up the points. And I think that's my biggest fear here because you and I both think what Royce Freeman, right? I mean, yep. what what are we going to get here from the running backs of Denver? A lot of grind the them out, prop. right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hey, there you go. Yep. Because yep. here's the thing: we've we've said it two weeks ago. Marlon Mack was able to run right up the gut. Yep. Last week, Carlos Hyde was able mm-hmm. to be effective right up the gut, right? And yep. so when you look at Denver. You got Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, and everyone knows and loves Philip Lindsay, but it's actually Royce Freeman who profiles mm-hmm. to be the kind of back that Denver would want to use to yep. keep the clock going to grind it out. So I think the public knows about Lindsay, but Royce Freeman may have the value on the rushing prop tomorrow. Yep. I. It's going to be um, – this is all about – I mean, Denver really, guys, a pair of two-point losses to what? Jacksonville and Chicago – that's the only thing standing between Denver having a four and one record right now. And they had those. Yeah, they had those games in hand right up until the uh, the last second. So 
Uh, you're talking about three. The hook is gone in a lot of places too, Dane, uh, which is going to be – I don't know that I trust either of these offenses. I, I do trust the Denver defense to be able to be just of enough a pain in the butt for Patrick – and this is the other thing. If he, like you said, as he gets rolled up early on in this game, Dane, what are we going to get from him the rest of the time? Going to get good, not superhuman MVP great. Right. And that's the problem. And, and who's running the ball for them now, too, as well? That's the other thing that they've had an issue Question. for. I mean, Damian Williams are, are hurt. Well, LaShawn yeah, McCoy. Darrell Williams. Yeah. It's been a. It's is McCoy been a, a three down back? Time. You're right. You know, so we shall see. They try, and, and I think the blueprint was set. You know, to be honest, the blueprint was set before that with Detroit. They just, they just, Good you know, point. got a hundred yard fumble return. Right. Yep. This is Good the point. way teams are going to try and play. They want to keep Pat Mahomes off, and now yep. there's a huge target on that damn ankle. Okay. Yes. So if Marlon Mack could do it, if Carlos Hyde could do it, I think the Denver running game might be able to do it too. Now, listen, I think the Chiefs are you know, a better team. But when you also combine being on the road on Thursday night football, and like we always say, Joe style makes fight. I think this is a uniquely bad matchup schedule spot timing for the Kansas city chiefs. It really is. And also the Broncos have had what three consecutive games with at least a hundred yards rushing. And you know, they almost had 200 against the chargers. So they, they can run the ball. And as long as uh, good old Flacco ain't turning the damn ball over there in the uh, in the altitude, I think this is going to be a tough protect- game. Yep, this is going to be a tough, tough game. And again, we could be, you know, Dane, we could be here on uh, on Friday going, um, guys, yeah, uh, Denver and uh, yeah, Oakland, yeah, they're all they're all battling for the number one spot in that division while San Diego's going, what the hell happened to our season? Very strange. Of all the conferences and all the divisions, Dane, this one is the strangest to me. I just did not see this playing out the way. I mean, I expected Denver to be halfway decent, but uh, I didn't expect Denver and Oakland to possibly be battling for the number one spot seven, eight weeks into the NFL season, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now, some of the stuff you're talking about and the tightening of the AFC West is predicated on the Chiefs actually losing again, you know, right. and Oakland winning in Green Bay, which I don't necessarily think is going to happen. And don't count out the Chargers yet either, you know, if they right. win. You know, it, it, let's put it this way. If Denver wins, Oakland wins, and the Chargers win, then we've got the Chiefs with four wins, Oakland with four wins, and I believe Denver and the Chargers would both have three wins. So Mm. all four of the teams in that division would be one game away from each other if everything goes to tight, if the three results in that division are what we say here to tighten each other up. I I do think Kansas City still can pull it out, but I'm I'm worried about Patty Mahomes long-term. Yep. And that defense scares me, too, as well. All right. Yeah. Real quick before we get out of here, Dan, I want your thoughts on uh, what everyone's talking about. But it's kind of the uh, elephant in the room here. Uh, what's going on with Stanton? Like, how does the guy show up, deliver in game one? And then all of a sudden, oh, I got a thigh bruise that not one, but two games like what? I, what is what, what are they saying in the New York media about Stanton here? And and should he even be on the roster at this point? Right. So that's the question, right? You know, uh, it's a quad. And uh, Boone said that he's like, quote unquote, feeling better. So we'll see. But he also acknowledged 
that if this was the regular season, they'd put him on the IL. Oh, and God. so th- that's what he said yesterday. They conceded if this was the regular season, they'd put him on the IL. They're going to try and work him back. Now, I think the part that complicates it for me is if they make a roster move, Joe, they couldn't add him if they made the World Series. So if they made a roster move, they are, in effect, ending his season. And mm. that's what there's the risk, because I don't think they could make that move going from series to series. There's some bylaw about that. We'll have to make sure I get the language right on that. So that's what it is. If they make the move, he's done for the rest of the year. But on the flip side, we've been talking about how deep the Yankees are, right? Right. You could throw Hicks out there. It's okay. I'm hearing Mike Talkman is coming back, you know, is ready to come back. And they just have so many that, you know, and what was Stanton anyway this year? You know, I know the name value is there, but I'm okay if there's no Stanton. I really am. Yeah, it, and well, the problem is, yeah, and he had such an impact I mean, on game one. Their lineup is you, deep already. Yeah, it's just, it's it sucks. You're paying $200 million for a guy that can't stay on the field. And then when he yeah. does come, you know, he hits a home run, he produces, and all of a sudden, all right, here we go again. I mean, if you're an Astros pitching staff, you, regardless, it's still Stanton. You you know, you it's a different animal. Still in the seventh inning. Yeah, and no, I agree. I, it's yeah. So what are you really getting? You're getting two to three at bats of Giancarlo Stanton, and then you know sub, and then compromised in defense and left field because you can't have Hicks yep. or Gardner there. So right, you know, it's those three at bats. Like, and and is the value is the delta bad between him and say Hicks or whoever? Is it that big? I don't know. We hear about the idea of like, well, oh, the presence in the lineup and what it does to lengthen the lineup. But that may also be more name recognition than truth. DHM, Sid Encarnacion. Oh, Encarnacion can't hit water if he fell out of a boat right now. So it's uh, he did get a hit yesterday, but looked uh, lost. But uh, by the way, Sanchez looks absolutely lost again. It just doesn't look like he can. uh, Every swing he does, it's like really like he doesn't. He just no clue. And it ain't going to get any easier either as the uh, as the pitchers, even if they continue, it ain't going to get any better for them. I don't You dropped them yesterday. I mean, I'm not thrilled with having Gardner and, uh, you know, Gardner is your number three hitter. It's right. like uh, Torres continuing, Actually, by the way. It's, it's- question is like is it time to tinker or not you know momentum is also just the name of tomorrow's starting pitcher so like do we go sky is falling i would like to see glaber higher in the lineup i agree man i think you gotta have guys that can put the bat on the ball that's right you gotta put balls into play i don't care you know that's uh some of these guys the middle of that order when he started striking guys out, it was all in the middle of the order again. He's still, you know, even Judge looked, uh, his first at bat was, it was a cheesy single, but it was where the shift wasn't. So it was good. He didn't try to do anything with it, but he just made him look stupid on the next couple of at bats there. Yeah, I think they need to figure, like, you're right. And, you know, some of these contact hitters, because, again, to our point, we cannot rely on the three true outcomes exactly. all the time. Yep. The ball, you know, whatever. We, we don't have to go into that again. But that's why I was so impressed by the damn hit and run that was executed well in the seventh inning by Altuve. Because yep. that's what we need in playoff baseball instead of guys like a Sanchez, like an Encarnacion that are strikeout or bust. We need yep. to be able to manufacture a run or two in these tight October spots. Give me, give me more LeMay Hughes, man, guys that I can count on. You know, good things happen for a team when you put the damn ball into play. Just saying. Be really good. 
All right. Morning after is up. Uh, Yankees uh, tonight. Probably not. Probably tomorrow. So we'll talk about that. Give us the under tonight in this uh, Troy-South Alabama game. But uh, whatever you do, uh, stay dry there, Dane, will you? We'll be back. We'll break it all down tomorrow. You got it. Enjoy the day, guys. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. you missed on make it rain the truth is and cardano's right from this standpoint of it's the same for each team here they're not switching balls out for one team the ball is the ball and you those that are hitting it and taking and and hitting home runs they're doing it because they're good hitters they're major league hitters they're getting pitchers they're hitting it square on the bat but what we've seen this year I think, and I don't think anybody can argue, what we've seen this year is, I don't know, 25% of the home runs hit this year uh, on questionable hits less than, uh, let's right, say, right. less than ideal. Uh, you know, you're not hitting it on the barrel. You're, we've seen these little bloops that might have been bloops, like they are right now, all of yeah. a sudden travel over the fence. We've heard Verlander bitch and moan about it. We've heard every pitcher in each league go. Pitchers can blindly go into a bag and feel and pick out the ball from 2019 versus the ball from, you know, 1996 or whatever it is. There's something to it. Yes, exactly. And it's just just physics. You need, Dane, and we noticed Major League Baseball put an effort out to make 162-game season more entertaining for the fans. And how did they do that? Well, they made it more entertaining because you go to a ballpark, you're going to see a 13-11 game, and scoring, scoring, scoring is what's going to drive people to watch and come to games. Well, now it's the World Series, and I don't think anybody wants to watch a team go 15, you know, 15-8. Like, you don't want to see that, especially with teams like the Yankees and the damn uh, Astro. You're like, you don't want to see that. What you want to see, this game represents more of what we've always seen uh, during a 162-game season, we have not seen the game of baseball being played right now. We have not seen that all year long, Dane. It, it disappeared. So what has changed? The pitchers are still the same. Like, what, is, right. what has changed exactly? Yeah, this is what it is. And here's the thing. Okay, no, this is not conspiracy. I'm saying it's affecting everybody. The Astros are dealing right. with the same ball and all this stuff. Yes. Okay, what my fear is is that if this is in place, right, if this is happening and they're playing it with a different ball – The problem for Yankees fans is that the risk is for teams that were constructed to hit the home run and what they rely on, they may now be getting 5% less of them. And it may bite them in the ass. Okay, that's what it is. As opposed to what we said before, the Houston Astros were playing hit and run ball in the seventh inning. Those runs are still going to happen. Okay, so there's just a risk to the way the Yankees want to score and play offense. That's all I'm saying. And with the backup against the flat wall, it happened to bite them in the ass. It's not a conspiracy. They're not changing out the balls. No, what I'm saying is the pure science of it, if these seams are in fact lower, I mean raised, raised, excuse me, like every ball will have more drag on it. And yep. the DD 